When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, before we get started with the show, we wanted to let you know that we have some dope-ass merch for sale. Some of you have already gotten up on TeePublic and bought in yourselves some dope Teen Creeps merch, and we've been finding that on social media, and we love it. Did I buy myself my own Teen Creeps shirt? Yes, I did. What did I get? I got um, that, like, heathery teal, super soft racer back uh, top with the Teen Creeps, um, and I can't wait for it to come. It has not come yet, but you know I'm going to be posting all over social media when I get it. So if you guys want to get in on this amazing merch, all you have to do is go to www.tpublic.com slash stores slash teen dash creeps. That's tpublic, T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C. So www.tpublic.com slash stores slash teen dash creeps. But we don't just have t-shirts. You can get a tote bag, you can get a tank top, a hoodie, a crew neck sweatshirt, a long sleeve t-shirt, baseball shirt, uh, hoodies, kids stuff, notebooks, wall art, mugs, pillows, totes, phone cases, stickers, laptop cases, all of that sweet, sweet goodness. We also have the winners of the hashtag all caps Vera contest, so you can get some amazing, beautiful art on a shirt, which you then put on your body. Or you can you can do whatever you want with a shirt. I I'm not the shirt police. You, I mean, do what you want with your dang shirt. So get out there to tpublic.com/stores/teen-creeps and get yourself some amazing merch. We also are going to be bringing out some cool new designs just periodically. So keep checking back there, and of course we will announce it uh, on social media and on the show when we have new uh, cool new stuff showing up. Um, but if you want us to see, and also we will repost and retweet you, uh, you wearing your shirts um, or whatever merch you choose to get, all you have to do is tweet at us at Teen Creeps Pod with a picture of you wearing the shirt. Or if you're on Instagram, make sure that you tag us in the photo and not just at us. And it's also at Teen Creeps Pod um, because sometimes the at just gets lost in the notifications because Instagram only lets you look at the like most recent certain amount of number. And so sometimes we just never we just never end up seeing it. Um, so you have to tag us or use the hashtag. And this can be on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag Teen Creeps Pod. Um, and that way we'll be able to see it. And we've loved seeing you guys so far wearing them. Also, like, do we have like the most beautiful set of listeners or what? I am floored. All of you guys look amazing. All of you are rocking. All of you are fierce. All of you are wonderful. Um, so yeah, either uh, add us on Twitter or use uh, tag us on Instagram or use the hashtag Teen Creeps Pod, and that way we'll be able to see you and repost and retweet. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for listening. We love you. And now into the show. Forever, dog. Is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil? This week on the podcast, Grady Hendrix's My Best Friend's Exorcism.
Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Ty. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing Grady Hendrix's My Best Friend's Exorcism, a book I fucking loved. Dude, I loved this book. It was it's scary. really good. It was heart-wrenching. Yes. Heart-warming. I cried twice. I cried one it's and funny. a half times. It's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, like the characters are really like interesting and funny and it reminds me of like it totally gets that feeling where it says like this book packs all the magic of a summer horror flick. That's like one of the reviews on the back. It, without like the problematic aspects of like Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Where it's like like it like there are these characters that are just weird characters. Yeah. I loved this book. Yeah. And I thought it captured the intensity of childhood slash teenage female friendships really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, like, it was really good at making, like, it made me remember my childhood. Like, it made me relive my childhood while I was reading this book. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I had a specific moment of remembering a birthday party I had, but probably because this book opens with a birthday party. Yeah. Um, and a birthday party... I have had, I don't know why parties usually went okay, but like greatest fear. Yeah. Um, and like certainly get togethers, the actual party people would show up for. Mm -hmm. But if I was just like, let's hang out, I'd like, or I'd, like I said, I'd, I'd get left places. So I definitely mm -hmm. know the feeling of like being left out. Yeah, I always, like, was afraid to be the person to be like, let's all hang out at my place. Like, it was always, like, one of my other friends in the group that would be like, let's all hang out at my place. And people liked going to her house because she was rich. So it was, like, I always went along with her thing. And I was always mortified to suggest a thing because I was like, well, they're not going to want to come. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read the back of the book? Yeah. High school sophomores Abby and Gretchen have been best friends since fourth grade, but after an evening of skinny dipping goes disastrously wrong, Gretchen begins to act different. She's moody, she's irritable, and bizarre incidents keep happening whenever she's nearby. Abby's investigation leads her to some startling discoveries, and by the time their story reaches its terrifying conclusion, the fate of Abby and Gretchen will be determined by a single question. Is their friendship powerful enough to beat the devil? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yes and no. No, it totally is. What are uh, you talking about, yes and no? Um, it beats the devil. Oh, no, no. I meant how accurate is the whole thing. Oh, um, it's, it's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I guess it's just the Abby's investigation. Yeah, startling discoveries. Part. I was like, what What discoveries? I mean, but, startling discovery. Yeah. And <laughs> the discovery that well, her friend is. No, no, no. Well, I would say the fact she, that she's possessed, the fact that she uh, poisons Margaret. Yeah. The fact all the things that she, that she does. Yeah, all the things she does after that. Dude. Related to that. Yeah. And and yes, no, their friendship is certainly powerful enough to beat the devil. Yeah. The devil is a nothing compared That's to how, how strong win. their friendship is. Yeah. And I loved that, too, that it wasn't the it wasn't Christian, the Christian thing yeah. that helped. It was and like, I knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. But the way it happened was so satisfying. Yeah. 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 That part I got, that was my half cry was Me too. when she was doing that. And then my full cry was at the very end. I, I had a cry for both. Well, it was like tear up and cry mm -hmm. during the exorcism. Mm -hmm. And then when I ended the book, it was like, <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah. For me, it was like minorly misty. 
for that part. And then, but I'm also like dead inside. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, and I loved like, and maybe it's just that this kind of nostalgia for things in the eighties. And it's similar to stranger things where it is like, because that was like, because the eighties and nineties were like during our formative years. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for us to like, you can just name like one thing. Like, yeah, and we you, go right back there. Yeah. Like that where it was like roller disco neon lights. We're like, Oh, I, I know that. Yes. I was there. Yeah. I know that feeling. And like the part where they describe when they're like 10 years old and they're, um, at poor Abby's birthday party, which is how not actually not quite how it opens. Never mind. Right. Um, but it's one of the first scenes yeah. in the book. Um, when they're like, Abby's trying to show off how she can skate, skate. and she's teaching um, Gretchen how to skate, and um, it's like just her pulling her friend. She's skating backwards. She's pulling her friend, and both of their hands are sweaty. And like she says, you know, like to other people, we were just two little girls skating slowly, like taking yeah. wide turns, but. To us, it was like flashing neon lights. It was flying. Yeah. Yeah. And that that moment, actually, I was moved in that moment, too. I found most of the book moving. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was moved throughout. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it, it's just really good. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, oh, the injustice I felt. Ooh, I was enraged. Margaret, okay, it is one thing yeah. for Margaret to plan her party on the same day as Abby's. Oh, Even though Abby okay. gave out the invitation thing. First. Okay, I will tell you right now. It is a fucking nether for the teacher to fucking side with Margaret. When I read what that, the fuck? I was like, Lindsay's gonna be pissed. I was so angry. When like me personally, I was like, yo, but like if I were one of those kids, I'd be like, horses sound cooler. And I would have no, gone no, to no. the horse thing. It is like, whatever. Margaret, you're 10 as well. Yeah. that The teacher's That's real shitty. But the teacher siding with fuck you do not side but also, with why a is the student. Teacher, why, why is the teacher is the getting teacher involved? The fucking judge of this, and it's like dispute. kids' birthday parties. Why is the teacher even weighing in on like yeah, who's absolutely not? Like, the teacher should have just been like, like I don't know how you defuse like, that. I'm sorry, I can't tell her to change her party. I'm sorry. Yeah, Abby. yeah. That's all it takes. Instead of like. <laughs> Well, you can't expect Margaret to move hers. And it's like, uh, yeah, I can't expect that because she's just inviting people over to her horses for, and for a nothing thing. Yeah, she Whereas has them I always. Have reserved a space at the roller yeah. rink and planned it months ago. And also, there is a part where she's I was like, like well, they can come after. Bitch, you can't decide what they're going to do. They're not going to. Yeah, they're absolutely. not going to. They're not. They've once they're on those, hoist, on those horses, they're not going over there. Once you've gotten on a horse, on a horse, you're not going to get off once that you're, horse. Um, Royce in that horse, you're, you're not going to be squoising in the Royce. Yeah. Dang, rink doesn't work. I was going to skating in the rink didn't work. In the um, rink. In the rink. <laughs> okay, so once you're squoising in that, you're not going to get off a horse. To go in a roink. <laughs> uh, there was a part where I was like, this is 10-year-old Lindsay. And it is when <laughs> she was like in the bathroom and she's like talking. Both of them are talking in the stall. Mm -hmm. And this is after she's received the children's Bible. And she's like, oh, like I, I, this whole day sucks. I'm going to run away. Mm -hmm. She runs in the bathroom. And then Gretchen like crawls in the stall and goes in with her. And they're talking about like the injustice of Margaret planning I loved the moment when she says when first, Abby was like, yes, yeah. that exactly. Yeah. And when she was like, well, it was like yours was first. 
And, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's like baby Lindsay. Like that, like <laughs> justice, like no, yours. That's what's fair. Yeah. Yeah. A person does what is right. Mm-hmm. I totally, I was like, that's baby Lindsay. Yeah. That would have been my, yeah. I was always very upset if um, in, in math class in sixth grade, me and my three closest friends <laughs> that year, um, we all sat in a row at, uh, at one desk mm-hmm. and um because for some reason we were actually being passed between d- two different classrooms like baby junior high mm. um so we're sitting there and I would say something I was on the end and I would say something funny to one of my friends and they would pass it on and not give me credit and I was losing my oh, damn man. mind every time it happened I was like you know I said that right <laughs> um <laughs> which it, just set the tone for my entire life <laughs> it is crazy how like kids would do that mm-hmm. like how they would like just not like they'd be like oh I, I'm saying it mm-hmm. and it's like no you didn't yeah someone else said I that. said that and how like kids just like lie all the time too yeah like just like make up bullshit lies and it's yeah. like uh they'll be like oh yesterday I did this and this and this and it's like no you fucking didn't <laughs> I would make things up occasionally but not I wasn't a liar I made things up all the time and I was <laughs> a liar we have talked about yes and I was a liar and like, I remember I, I was so shocked when you said that. I was like, what? I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. And just like, like, well, cause my mom does that. My mom will lie about stuff. Oh, that she'll, makes yeah. Difference. She'll be like, um, and now as an adult, like, cause she'll tell us stories about things that the kids did at school. And because my mom like doesn't know how kids act there, it's very transparent. Like she'll be like, oh, the kids said this. And then I said this and then they laughed and we all laughed. And then me and my sister are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Or she'll just like make up. And Micah's mom does this too, where it's like, just make up like a, it happens when you're going to visit family or like visit someone Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, you know, well like, so like, let's say you and I are going to visit, uh, uh, just someone that we know. And it's as it would be if like as if we go in and we say hi to everybody that we're visiting. And then I'm uh-huh. like, oh, you know, Lindsay just like wouldn't shut up about how excited she was to come back. And like she has been oh talking about God, it nonstop. That would drive me insane. Because it's embarrassing, too, because then it makes you seem like this freak that can't shut up about like. And then what am I going to say? No, I wasn't. Yeah, because then you seem mean if you're just like, no, I wasn't. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're just like, OK, I guess I'll pretend that that's what was happening. My mom was like, like she would do that to me and my sister all the time where she'd just be like, oh, uh, like we'd go to my cousin's house and they live on a farm and she'd be like, oh, Denise and Kelly, you know, they just couldn't stop talking about how they couldn't wait to come back and play on the farm. And we were like, <laughs> bitch, what? We're like, what are you talking about? We did not say that. Or like, the, like there was, oh, I, maybe I shared this on the show where like, <laughs> okay, so there was this whole pizza issue. There was the pizza incident. Pizza gate. Pizza Pizza Gate 2017, <laughs> I want to say. Uh, we were in Chicago for Chicago. We were in Chicago. Um, I forgot what for. And uh oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Or no, we were in Minneapolis. Sorry. We we're in Minneapolis for Thanksgiving. And um uh Micah's mom is like, I'm gonna order pizzas for everybody. And she would like all day, she had all day to order all these pizzas for everybody. And um, she just kept making this big thing about she had to order these pizzas. Like this was this thing she had to do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, and then by the time everybody comes back to the house, she's like, "Oh, I have to order the pizzas." And <laughs> I could see Micah. Like to me, it was nothing because like that's not my mom. I don't care. Right. But Micah was like, "What have you been doing all day? <laughs> 
What's that? Was, we, we should have come back to pizza. Yeah, the, that was the point of like ordering the, the, the pizza. Whole, the whole thing was that, like, you could have That was your it. thing. We were, so then she orders the pizzas, and um, so he was already kind of, like, irritated. And then um, <laughs> we're all eating our pizzas, and there's, like, a big salad, and uh, someone else, I think it's one of his uncles or something, is standing next to his mom, and she's like, Micah, eat your salad. Gosh, you know, my son is 30-something, and I still have to tell him to eat salad. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just did a Whole30 diet. Yeah, he's, he's like, mother. He's like, I eat really healthy. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but so he was just like, what are you talking about? And I was like, don't do that. Don't say that. Like, just let it. It's so hard, it, though. Like, it's when it's so my hard. mom, I do that. Yeah. When it's my mom, what she'll. What are you talking about? And it's. Literally anyone else could say it and I won't get mad, but then it's because it's my mom yeah. and she'll just be like, oh, like make up some weird lie. And then I'll be like, that's not true. <laughs> that's not. That's not true. I've never said that. I don't know why you're even saying that. You're I, just like gaslighting yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just make shit up. <laughs> you're and just so it's like a cute anecdote. Like, I don't care that you wanted to say it. It's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cute. You're not like, being cute. Like, I get it. It it would be cute if I didn't eat salad, but I do eat salad. So shut the fuck up. You're operating on the false assumption that I don't eat don't salad. Don't eat salad. And I, that uh, is a falsehood. I am eating salad that right now. fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, very, but I was getting a lot of like memories of um, this book just really, really well painted, like made it's you so feel like childhood. characters are very specific yes. and their childhood specifics. And that's what makes a good book. Yes. A good anything. Yes. And I also liked how at the beginning, because so we kind of uh, at the beginning, we're kind of going back and forth between when they're 10 and when they're sophomores. And I like that they didn't like Margaret and thought she was mean. And then all of a sudden they're, they're friends, friends with Margaret. Yeah. Isn't that crazy <laughs> when how that sophomores. happens? Yeah. I liked that a lot, too. It's like they were the main like the other two main players, mm -hmm. um, and and then yeah, all of a sudden the four of them are friends because they meet. Oh fuck, what's her name? Glee. Glee. Love that name, by the way. Yeah, that's fun. They, they Glee like Margaret are, are big, like big impression intro to Glee. Although I do think we'd seen her name maybe. Yeah, uh, is when she loses her retainer in the cafeteria. It, that's it ended right. up in a trash bag. And Gretchen, um, much like me, uh -huh. <laughs> is like, we have to help her yes. find her retainer. That is what's right. Yeah. Um, and so she drags Abby along and the three of them are going through these trash bags. And I really, really liked this moment that Abby has. I loved that moment. Where she just decides to change her whole worldview. And it's like, it's not that easy, but it's very cool to watch somebody who can do that. Do yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. I'll read that. And now she stood behind the cafeteria in front of eight steaming bags of fresh garbage, and she wanted to cry. Why was she the one helping Glee, whose dad was a stockbroker? Why wasn't anyone helping her? She never knew what caused it, but at that moment, Abby changed. Something inside her head went click, and the next second she was thinking differently. She didn't have to be poor. She could get a job. She didn't have to help Glee, but she could. She could decide how she was going to be. She had a choice. Life could be an endless series of joyless chores, or she could get totally pumped and make it fun. There were bad things, and then and there were good things, but she got to choose which things to focus on. Her mom focused only on the bad things. Abby didn't have to. 
And then suddenly she's just like super optimistic, like and makes it fun. And then they're all just like laughing in garbage yeah, together, but yeah. they're friends. Yeah. And then she starts working at TCBY, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. I was like, fuck yeah. Was yogurt. Yeah. I uh, didn't. No. When I took <laughs> that mall idiot. quiz, I was like, know? what the fuck is T-? And I've heard of TCBY, but we didn't have that where I grew up. So I was like. I know, I I think I know what like of it, but I had no idea. Like you could have told me it was burgers, and I would believe you. I International House of Burgers. Honestly, yeah, I love it. I honestly can't remember if this is correct or if this was just the mm. joke of TCBY. Mm. But is it taking care of business yogurt? No, <laughs> I think it's okay. I'm um, wait TCB. No, t- Brett, t- t- is that taking correct? care of business Brett, yogurt? Is it taking care of business he is, yogurt? He's, He's writing over and over again, taking care of business yogurt. What are you even here for, Brett? The you're a producer. Produce. uh, Sit there on your phone. Coney Island (laughs) burger yogurt. (laughs) What is it? The country's best yogurt. The country's best yogurt. No, I'm pretty sure it's taking care of business yogurt. I think it's the uh, the Care Bear (laughs) yogurt. (laughs) The Care Bear yogurt. It was an interesting oh, that's my licensing. favorite yogurt. The Care Bear yogurt. Oh, I like taking care of business yogurt. Taking care of business yogurt. T- <laughs> Wait, was it? The country's best? The country's best yogurt. Snooze. And it's spelled C U. I'd rather go to IHOP. I'll get my yogurt at IHOP. Thank you. International House. What a fucking time capsule this episode is going to be. I know. We're really. IHOP jokes. IHOP. Man, we're already obsolete. Yeah, this. We have time stamped. Uh, an expiration date on this episode it expires tomorrow mm-hmm. yep no it, it was like, by the time this it comes was, out people are gonna be like i don't know I, her. I, yeah um i used to know her i don't anymore mm-hmm. uh we used to be friends but not now i don't really like teen who I, we haven't hung out in ages mm-hmm. so i can't really be held accountable for how she behaves now um but yeah so we have our characters margaret glee oh wait just before oh. we get too far into the teen years Tommy Cox coming <gasps> into their class. Loved that moment. To confirm. That's a dream. That's probably a dream oh my God. that all 10-year-olds have. It's magic. It's magic. Mm-hmm. He comes in to confirm that he ran into Abby, and that's why her face is all fucked up, which proves that she was at the roller rink and that Gretchen came. And that and he that was there. He ran into her and is thinking she's cool. Mm-hmm. He's like, good job, little one. Like, you're cool. Here, have this Coke on me. Yeah, and he's like, it'll be good for, like, your lip. Because she split her lip. And so she takes it and keeps it throughout the whole book, which is very sweet. It's great. Um, Um, Yeah, so then suddenly their sophomore is about to start school. And they're about to do acid for the first time. Yeah, they're on a boat. Which, these girls were cooler than I ever was. <laughs> like, these girls were... Worlds cooler worlds than I ever cooler. was. They're like, still cooler than I am. Yeah, they're cooler than I am. Like, the, they're, like, lounging on, like, a riverboat and, like, or whatever, some kind of skiff. Yeah, I was just picturing, like, lithe, beautiful yep. limbs just, like, parched out, mm-hmm. like, stretching out like cats. Yeah. Just in the prime of their lives. Yeah, they're drinking beers, sunglasses like, oh, on. This is how I thought my teen years were going to be. Me too. I totally thought like, oh, the second I'm 15, this is what my life's going to be. I turn into a woman mm-hmm. and uh, I fill out and I'm cool and I just hang out on lakes all the time. Yep. Uh, never once hung out on a lake, I no. will say. I hung out Not on with a friends. lake with my father and sister. 
Yeah. I hung out on a lake with my uh, cousins. All I wanted was to hang out on a lake with a friend. I know. I just never did it. (sighs) Teen Creeps Excursion. We're going to go on a lake. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to be an echo lake on one of those little swan boats. Hashtag lake friends. Hashtag lake friends. Um, So, yeah, I... Oh, yeah, they're about... And this part, I was... So, I was a little confused about if, in fact... Yes? What... Was acid on all those little tabs? I don't think so. Okay, was it one of those things like in Go Ask Alice where like some it's like a like a game, like some of them have it and some of them don't? No, because what it was is they were supposed to meet a dealer. He yeah. got busted. Yeah. So they went to his hotel room. Yeah. Found the stash. Yeah. And we're just gonna take it. So I think he just like straight up didn't have. So was there no acid at all on any of them? I don't. Then what we caused, do not know. Okay, because I was All curious. All we about, know is that they don't have a reaction. Yeah, the, so at least the three girls. Know. Because well, Gretchen, that is not an acid reaction. So Gre- it's Gretchen, pure possession. So wait, so Gretchen, when she takes off all her clothes and runs to the, because I thought she got possessed in the forest. Right? No, she got possessed at camp. Remember how she's talking about that guy Andy, and she keeps talking about that guy Andy. Which is short for Andras. Holy shit. Wait, so when was camp then? It was that summer before? Yeah, she had like gotten back recently. Okay. Yeah. So she was possessed the whole time? Yeah. When she grabbed the gun from her dad's dresser drawer, that was when they were like 10, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. It's sort of like maybe she had that in her. And that's why she was possessed. Yeah. Like, weirdly, it's another book where like her mom hits I know. her. I know. Um, her mom hits her with a hairbrush. Hairbrush. Really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like Gretchen gets furious. Yeah. And is like, sometimes I want to hurt them. She's like, and I want to kill think, them. Yeah. And then I think she turns to Abby and is like, but I would never hurt you. Mm, she says that later. No, she says it twice, I think. Oh, okay. I'll look for it. But I do know when she's saying it, <laughs> Abby's like, uh, and then she uh, gra- she goes into the dad's dresser drawer and like gets this gun and just points it at each of the pillows on the bed where the parents sleep and says like, bang, bang. Yeah. And Abby's like, oh my God. Like, okay, fun. <laughs> so fun. Um, oh, so she got possessed at camp. Yeah. So she did meet a guy named Andy. And he is but real. Like he said he was like, oh, we haven't spoken right. since camp. But she has but been calling Abby him. Has, yeah, but Abby's been jealous of Andy because she hasn't stopped talking about him yeah. since camp. So you know what? She probably, okay, so she and got that's why possessed. He's say, saying things like embrace change. And and she's like, Andy says this and Andy says that. Yeah. But it's, it's Andrus, the so, demon that possesses her. That's why when... Uh, when Abby calls that number, because after they've switched, where where um, she's like fully possessed, um, uh, and she calls that number, um, yeah, and it's uh, Gretchen's voice, like really far away, and Gretchen yeah. says we've switched places, yeah. So that must have been like the phone number to wherever that dimension where the d- the demon was before, mm-hmm. dude. Also, like. The so throughout the book, wait. So then, I can't find where where she says the thing about 
I would never hurt you. So I might be wrong. I think I know, I know for she sure says she later. says it later. Yeah. When, and I just Abby's thought like, she said it a couple times. Hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah. I only remembered it that once. Not worth me to keep looking. But so throughout the book, like she in this part, too, was so like palpable like this how she starts smelling and she like refuses to shower and her it starts with her just like oh yeah vomiting vomiting and vomiting milky white fluid and black feathers yeah like she has a fit at an assembly Mm -hmm. and then because she keeps feeling someone touching the back of her neck and so she thinks it's fucking what's his name wallace terrible hate wallace fuck wallace she thinks he's he's poking at her, and in Wallace's defense, he is not. It's Andres poking at her mm-hmm. and like haunting her. Mm-hmm. And she gets called in, and then when they come out, she's like super accurately bitchy. Yeah, <laughs> to Wallace, I loved that. Me too. And then she just starts vomiting and vomiting. Yeah, and, and she's like, "Help me!" Yeah, and then everything goes to shit for her. Yeah, she starts wearing like the same long skirt, the same long sleeve flannel top. She's like crimping her hair like crazy, like not washing herself at all, not brushing her teeth, not like there was like a filmy white substance on her tongue, which is just like, oh, she's got like thrush or something. It's very gross. Yeah, she like really, really smells. Really stinky. And then just starts like the the teachers talk to her about it and then she like instead of bathing just starts dumping united colors of benetton on herself yeah and also becoming very withdrawn from yeah. from abby because abby's like driving okay this is another question i had uh-huh so one of the uh, like incidents is that abby drives um drives gretchen to school yes and Gretchen is getting like more and more withdrawn and they have two options to get to school. It's like they can either take this new bridge, which is like safer, but really slow or this like old bridge that's scary, but fast because nobody goes on the old bridge. So like one of the times they go on the bridge, um, uh, Gretchen reaches over to the steering. Well, first she's like, you have to help me. Yeah, that's when Abby really confronts her about what's going on. Because she wouldn't even talk to her and at it's first. basically like, you're being a bad friend by not telling me what's going on because I'm the only one sticking by your side. Because everyone else is worse. ditching. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be around her anymore. And and Gretchen like freaks out at some point and grabs at the wheel and they almost crash yeah. into oncoming traffic. Well, so she like sees the whole crash occur. Uh, Abby does. And so was that like the demon playing a trick on her or is she just imagining it? Because no, I think she's like, it's sort of instead of like I saw my whole life flash yeah. before my eyes. It was like she saw it play out. Definitely, yeah. She's like, we're definitely about to crash into this okay. car ahead of us, and then like, no, she was able to get control. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's just like, fuck. I see where this is going. Oh, good, it didn't happen. Okay. But yeah, like, but also the the struggle. I I loved the detail about. Uh, uh, Abby that she struggled with her skin care. Me too. Because that was like the fear that someone would see me without makeup in high school was like <gasps> nightmare. And the fact that at Gretchen's worst when she's like full on being mean to everybody they have a very inappropriate 
uh, slave yeah. uh, event for one of their spirit. And it's it's funny how we had something like that my senior it's year. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. They have like a so there's like a spirit week. Yeah. At school. So we had spirit week. And each day is like a different theme. And one of the days is fucking slave day. And they have like a slave market. It's yeah. pretty bad. And then it's like, <laughs> they're going to get rid of this in five years and act like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because also this is um, Charleston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like fancy, rich, white, southern idiots. Idiots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, racists. Yeah. Uh, and, and Gretchen shows up after being out all yeah. week. She's like glowed up. She looks amazing. No, not yet. She doesn't look amazing yet? No. Okay. She's so she doesn't look amazing. Shitty. She's still looking shitty. Yeah. She it's looks like right absolute she shit. Looks, she looks like fucking garbage. She looks and smells like garbage. She looks like one of the garbage bags that they <laughs> went through to find Glee's retainer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having flashbacks to when we were 10 and digging through <laughs> trash because you look like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So she walks into the bathroom yeah. and forces some kind of cold cream. Pond's into, cold cream. Yeah, her, she's like, you're my slave. And I say that you have to take all your makeup off. That's because like so Abby, fucking mean. And the yeah, I really liked how he set that up early on because it really goes into like her skin just got really, really bad. And then she had acne scars and so now she puts on a ton of makeup every day. And everybody and, is like, why do you look like that? Yeah. But that everybody just like accepts that that's just what she does. Abby wears a shit ton of makeup all the time. And the makeup, she couldn't even afford to buy that makeup. She had to get like really good makeup to cover it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gretchen bought that for her. So then yeah. it's this whole like Gretchen like knows at the core and yeah, helps. Better than anyone. Yeah. So to have how horrible ugh. a prospect that is. And she's straight up like I unless I'm getting a facial, I don't like people touching my face. I Yeah. Who would? Right. So the idea of someone dipping their paw in in ponds, <laughs> dipping their slimy little garbage paw, dipping in some ponds, cold, cold cream. cream and then splurping it all over your face. Are yeah, you don't splurp some cold cream onto my face. That is also foul. it turns out like, of course, it wasn't cold cream. It was whatever like disgusting concoction fucking the devil wanted to put on because then Abby's face starts breaking out like crazy again. That's her biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And then it's that night, I think when Gretchen calls and it's like, I'm so, so sorry. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I would never want to do that to you. And Abby's like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm never talking to you again. And then she shows up on Monday wanting to make amends. And suddenly Gretchen looks a fucking oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, that's it. She's got, I'm assuming she has like a, like, uh, early 90s Jenna Elfman haircut. Yeah. It's like short, Something blonde. Like that. Yeah. Like looks like kind of Or like, cute. like, Meg Barrymore in, yes. um, oh, boys on this, boys on the side? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'll look. I'm also thinking of... But also, it's 1988. Like, Meg... that was early 90s. I'm trying to think... Um, oh, yeah. Kind of Meg Ryan. A little bit of Meg Ryan. Something. Meg Ryan, it would be after When Harry Met Sally, for sure. Yeah, because she wouldn't have long hair. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It is Drew Barrymore <laughs> in Boys on the Side. 100%. Uh, yeah. See, I'm so picturing, everybody like... everybody go Google Drew Barrymore Boys on the Side, and it pops up. 
like this. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was picturing something like this. It's kind of blurry, but yeah. similar. So it's like that short, choppy, blonde, curls, cute curls, cute curls. Um, I love cute curls. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like wearing, that. and she's like wearing like a, some kind of awesome leopard print. Yeah. Also, like before that, her and she was skin, like glowing. Yeah, her skin was like really like not washed. She hasn't been showering. Yeah. No. So she's her, breaking out, and her hair was like all like lank and like just it, awful. But she chopped oh, it all off. She looks fresh. Because we had found out that the reason she wasn't showering, she she didn't want to take off her clothes yep. because that gave. Andress more access to her, and there was like a big old gouge, yeah, like, like a three clawed gouge in her arm. Yeah. Oh, and then there's that part where all the birds fly at the house. Yeah, they're flying at the window while she's singing crazy. at the top of her lungs at the top of the <gasps> yeah, stairs. I want to go back to Dixie. Yeah. So she's singing that at the top of the stairs. It's, nuts. it's crazy it's bananas. And the parents are like the mom is drunk having a book club. Yeah. It's and like one of the three times she's nice in her life. Yeah. Yep. To God. Okay. Yeah. There is like I, I the amount so of upset. rage. I yeah. got so upset. I, I got so upset. I'm upset again. Here's the thing. Mom, definitely on the cunt scale. Oh, for sure. For she is teetering. Sure. Dad's between, on the cunt scale. Like dad's on the cunt scale. They're they're both either they're both all caps cunt. Also, uh, major possibly all caps Vera. Close. No, it's mm. got to be all caps cunt. Vera's too high. Yeah, I would say all caps K though. Oh yeah, for all sure. All caps K cunt because mom, like the so, interaction. Abby, all right. Abby's mistake. I don't know why the fuck. Why the fuck does she, she think she could go so to those people? She's trying to tell them the story. Yeah. She thinks Gretchen's been raped and that's why she's acting like mm -hmm. this and that like she keeps reliving the trauma. And she thinks that's hurting herself. Yeah, that yeah. the gouges in her arm are like self-harm when in fact later we learn it's Andrus, but um I don't know why she would include I don't know. the fucking part of the story that includes the acid. She doesn't need to include that. And she was, made you do that. Uh, she, I think she's like freaked out and she feels like she needs to just be completely honest, which by the way, no. Like and the, Abby, you should know you've been around these people since you were 10. But she's in denial. Cause remember when she fights with her mom about it and her yeah. mom's like, these people are not good people. They will like, they will turn on you. And it is perfect how her parents would rather, they want, they don't want it. They don't want it to be that she was raped because that's like too big and horrible. And mm -hmm. they don't want to be associated with it. Like how at the end of the book, it's like if you did one teeny little thing, like you accidentally like peed your pants mm -hmm. in elementary school, you were that girl who peed her pants mm -hmm. her entire life. But if like you went crazy and killed your whole family, no one ever talked about it again. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing, too, is that like they rather than like be like because here's the thing. If if confronted with the idea that their daughter was raped there, they cannot fix that. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that they are equipped to deal with. And so instead they'd rather find like an outside villain that just like, oh, well, it was drugs. Yeah. And you're giving my daughter drugs. So all we have to do is take you away. But at first they're like, they're happy that Abby's come to them. And I yeah. forget what it is. Like I know the moment it breaks is when she talks about the fucking drug. But there's something that they're like. Because she like, says it was her happily, drugs latched onto is like no 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 don't worry 
we know that it's this. We know that it's this. And then she's like, no, it's not that. She was raped. She was raped. She was raped. They're like, no, because her virginity is intact. Which, by the way, the fact that they took her to a fucking virginity doctor. Oh, my God. The part where she's talking about that is awful. So sad. Well, like, they they keep saying, like, because she was like, oh, uh, we did acid and she ran off into the woods and then they're like, wait, she did acid? Because that's, I think... And she's like, no, 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 wrong point to focus right. on. Right, and they were like, well, I don't know, she's... And she even, like, remarks to herself, like, I don't know why they're fixating so much on the acid thing when, like, I've just told them what the issue is. Yeah, and then it's like, Abby, come on. But then they said, who gave the acid? So then they're like... Was it Margaret? And she doesn't want to throw Margaret under the bus. So she lies and she's like, it was mine. Yeah. And then they're like, like you dumb, ruined dumb. our daughter. Get out of our house. We hate you. And then everything starts going to shit for poor Abby. <laughs> it's awful. The, how poisonous like, that mom is. Oh, my God. And then she calls the school. And calls her and mom. And the school sides with her. I know. For no reason. It's none of their business. Well, because... uh her family's rich and they've yeah. like donated a ton to the of school. course but like, yeah when she goes to them at first they're sympathetic to her and they're yeah. like oh this must be so hard for you we know what Gretchen's going through is very scary we're not sure what she told you but it's not true and she's like why don't you believe her she was raped she told me she was raped mm-hmm. and then she makes makes the mistake yeah of telling you it's like you had them on your side yeah such a bummer that she does that yeah yeah. Now to happen. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we talk about what she does to her friends? Yeah, because <laughs> one of them is will haunt me for the rest of my life. Oh my god. The tapeworms? Yep. Yep. That it was it was so disgusting. So it's so fucking disgusting. It's so disgusting. It okay, is, so it was wait, okay. unbelievable. So let's be mean to the listeners and talk first and about about uh glee. And then we'll get to her. And then we'll get to Margaret. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So Glee's thing. And this was actually pretty fucked up too. Um, oh, there's even a picture on the front of Glee jumping off of the clock tower. Oh, I didn't even see wow. that. There's a tiny little person. There's so, an owl and there's birds. And there's a little Abby with a terrible, uh, like, what's the, uh, like, teased out hair. Oh, yeah. I like that there's Abby bangs. dresses like kind of 80s trash. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and they're, they're skating and they're, Skinny dipping, and there's the school, and there's Andrus. Yeah. Um. So, fucking it's like the labyrinth owl. Yeah, it, it looks is like exactly the, it looks like exactly the, like the labyrinth owl. I wonder if that was. I'm a sure. I I'm sure. Um. Okay. So. Uh. Uh. So, what is the thing? Vest. Vest. Vesti. Vest. Oh. Um. Damn it. Is it vest? Vestibule. What? What is it? It's. Ve- no, it, it's not vestibule. But what is it? That that, what is it? Because I didn't even know I what it know. is. It's like a, it's a church. It's a church thing because they go thing. to a Christian school. And so basically, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gretchen has Gretchen slash Andrus. This is like when Andrus is fully in Gretchen's body. Gretchen is glowed up. She's gotten her friends back. She still lets Abby hang out with the friends, but the friends don't like Abby. Yeah. Suddenly they've turned on Abby. Everyone's turned against Abby. Because again, it's like what you were saying was too horrible. So we'd rather believe. Yeah. So we'd rather be friends with Gretchen because she wasn't saying those horrible things. Yep. So she like is like, oh, do you want to do Vespi? 
Vest, Vestly. Damn it. No. What is it? People listening to this are like screaming in their cars. It's this. Sorry, we're not Christian. I know. And what is it? I was relieved when Father Morgan was not involved. Was not having a relationship with her, with uh, Miss Glee. So basically, they're doing so Glee. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. um, We'll keep looking for it. But so she tricks Glee into thinking that she's being sent love letters from Father Morgan, but really she's just like copying poems. Yeah. And signing and been forging his signature. So she's like signing them from him. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then it all culminates in Glee topless writing on her own chest for you and attempting to jump off of the clock tower mm-hmm. for Father Morgan. And she's like, like thrown photocopies and she's, yeah. Of his love letters to her. Uh-huh. And like everywhere. Gretchen has gotten her drunk. Yeah. She gave her orange juice with vodka in it. Yeah. And she tries to jump off. Luckily, thank goodness, someone catches her. Father Morgan. Father Morgan was the one that caught her? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So Father Morgan catches her. They, uh, she leaves town immediately. But she does call... Abby and say it wasn't me I was not like she did this yeah this was Gretchen she tricked me yeah and so Abby's like dang okay something's fucked up okay I apologize it's vestry 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 yeah what the fuck is vestry I'll google okay great look it up um then okay now we know what vestry is it's a room but it's also oh it's just a meeting of parishioners it's a room or a building attached to a church, but it's also refers to a meeting of parishioners. Okay. So it must just be like um body of, like Bible study or something. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> just say that then. <laughs> just say Bible study. <laughs> I don't know these words. So okay, so that happens to her. Very sad. But it does not, I think, come near to the body horror. Oh, the body horror of no. Margaret. Like they were both going to die, but I would so much rather be gotten drunk. And almost kill myself than what happens to Margaret because it is fucking horrifying. Okay, so I can't believe I didn't mark that. Did you? Um, well, so like Margaret's whole deal is that she's kind of she's actually like a bigger girl. Yeah, she's a big boned girl, and so all she wants is to be thin. She's constantly dieting, and all of a sudden Gretchen's like drinking this weird like white milkshake thing, but like not she doesn't even drink it. She just pours it and like. Is about oh, to yeah. drink and it. they're like, "What's that?" She's like, "Oh, this. It's just this like German like protein shake that my mom drinks when she wants to lose weight, but like she doesn't really like it, so I'm I'm taking all of it." And Margaret's like, "Um, weight loss. I am interested in weight loss." Yeah, and so she just starts feeding them to Margaret, and Margaret is only drinking those, and then like three grapes. And yeah. eight apple slices. And it like it gets into what she's doing and she just eats fewer and fewer of what was already scant yeah. vegetables so and fruits. I pulled up all the pages because another great thing this book does is mix like like images and like lists and like stuff. But not that often, weirdly. No. It's just the quiz. Yeah, the quiz. The is your best friend pulling away from you Yeah, quiz that looks exactly like a teen magazine. Yeah. Uh, and then the and, and then, then Margaret's Margaret's food list. Food list. Okay, Horrifying. so also okay. I, I, 
I'll, I'll, I'll hold off on this until we describe exactly what happens with her. So she eats like, she keeps like drinking more and more of these shakes and she's getting thinner and thinner. She looks uh, extremely thin towards the end. And um, basically Gretchen steals Wallace away from her. Wallace calls her Skeletor at one point. And, and then everybody starts calling her Skeletor. It's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then her parents like take her away for treatment. But really they just like lock her in her bedroom. And so Abby goes to visit her. Oh. It's so disturbing. It's she, so disturbing. So yeah. So she, she is like dying. She's literally dying. Literally dying. She, she can't starving, go to school anymore. So so Abby goes over to visit her and she she gets to her in bed and says, Margaret was a yellowed bone buried in dirty sheets, a withered thing lying weak and helpless, eyes ET-sized, face gaunt. Her hair was as colorless as her eyes and it was thin and started high on her forehead. Abby could see too much scalp. Thick foam was caked in the corners of Margaret's mouth. She blinked in the light and greasy tears slid from her eyes. When Margaret spoke, Abby saw a gray fuzz coating her tongue. I got poisoned, Margaret rasped. And then she dragged a skeleton's claw from beneath the blanket, the bones barely covered with skin, fingernails growing into calcified talons as her cuticles retreated. Yeah. Ooh! (laughs) And then when she pulls the blanket down, it's, oh my God, it's so scary. (laughs) It's so scary. So she's like, oh, these blankets seem too heavy to be on you. So I'm going to pull them down. Yeah. Because Margaret's going to throw up. Because she brought her ice cream. That's right. Yeah. She can't keep anything down. She can't eat. And so nobody's feeding her. Oh, all right. Margaret's stomach was swollen into a hard mound. Abby couldn't believe how big it was. And for a second, she thought Margaret was pregnant. But you didn't get nine months pregnant after missing school for a couple of weeks. Margaret made a gasping noise, and her bony claws scrabbled at her swollen belly, scratching and caressing the bulge. Margaret opened her mouth to scream, but out came a loud gurgle, a wet, sucking, gagging sound that made Abby's stomach flex in sympathy. Margaret twisted, her spine bending backward into a C, head toward heels. Then she twisted the other way, doubled over, curling herself into a protective ball around her distended belly. The sheet slid off the bed and onto the floor. The scent, something, the scent seemed to send Margaret, excuse me, into a new seizure, and she clawed feebly at her frail throat, letting out a long moan. Suddenly, Margaret stopped writhing. Her body lay completely still, stiff as a board, toes pointed down, knees locked, arms rigid at her side, neck straining, tears leaking. The last word became a scream so loud that Abby felt it in the soles of her feet. Just when Abby thought she couldn't take another second, it became muffled like something was clogging Margaret's throat. Then the muffled noises started to sound wet and sticky. And Abby saw something pale and white squirming in the back. This is so fucking foul, dude. I'm going to puke all over the place. Gullet curling around her tonsils. She. the The thing kept coming, oozing up out of Margaret's throat, rising to the surface. Tears were spilling down Margaret's sallow cheeks and her throat and chest kept spasming. Her bony hands scratched and clawed uselessly at the tight skin on her neck, but the thing kept slithering out. It slid over the root of Margaret's tongue, and then Margaret gave three explosive, throat-clearing coughs, each one pushing it out farther. It was sticky, gelatinous, and alive, 
a blind white worm thick as a garden hose, and it was hauling itself out of Margaret's stomach with single-minded intent. What the fuck, Riley said. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I love that she says, I don't know. (laughs) Abby chanted softly, backing away from the bed. The worm kept coming, hauling more and more of its slick body out of Margaret's stomach, moving over her trembling lips and spilling onto her chin, where it stuck for a moment and sensed the air with its blunt, blind snout. Then it turned toward the, don't know how to say this, ice cream forgotten on the bedside table and dragged its long, rippling white body another half inch toward the container, moving across Margaret's cheek. Exhausted after its journey, it lay still for a moment. Margaret breathed breathed fast through her nose, panicking, wanting to scream but unable to. The worm's heavy body kept her vocal cords from moving. That's when Bo leapt onto the bed, barking furiously. With no regard for anything but his fury, he ran up Margaret's body, stomping her swollen stomach with his paws, sending Abby grabbing for his collar as he barked and snapped in Margaret's face. But when she pulled back Bo's head, he had the end of the worm clenched between his jaws. (laughs) Margaret let out a muffled hiss of a scream as Bo yanked the worm out of her gullet. Abby pulled her hand away from his fur and the dog gave the worm a few hard chews right in Margaret's face. But it was tough like jerky and his teeth couldn't sever it. Now it was squirming back and forth, hauling more of its body out of Margaret's throat as Bo gnawed a better hold and began pacing backward. The worm looped over Bo's muzzle, wrapping itself around his face. The dog growled low and deep, shaking his head from side to side, and the worm kept coming. Margaret gagged, trying to suck in enough air while Abby and Riley stood there, unable to do anything but watch. Bo reached the end of the bed with almost six feet of worm extended from Margaret's mouth, slimed with saliva and dripping with stomach juices. Then he jumped off, the worm still clamped in his jaws, and Margaret moaned in alarm and pain. The dog landed on the hardwood floor and kept backing away. Abby and Riley stared in horror as the worm stretched to eight feet, then ten, then fifteen. It finally snapped when Bo reached the door. They found 23 pounds of tapeworm in Margaret's stomach, the longest measured 33 feet. That is so fucking foul, So on and so forth. So (laughs) it was so disgusting. disgusting. And also terrifying because I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And the fact that it was a tapeworm, like that makes my skin crawl. Oh, boy. So what Gretchen was doing was (gasps) she bought these like powdered, like it was a powder of dry tapeworm eggs. Here. Margaret had eaten tapeworm eggs, a lot of them. It was a common weight loss scheme. Advertisements in the back of magazines called them a fast and natural solution to your slimming needs. You sent the company a check or money order and they would mail you a plastic canister of eggs. They looked like chalky powder. You mixed it with water to form a thick milkshake. Then you drank it down. You were supposed to drink one milkshake and give it time to work. If Margaret had drunk more than one, it could be dangerous. Even two could be life-threatening. Now... We have so, how many the there thing. are. So she starts out with two and a half the first day. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. She starts out with two the first day. Is it day or is it weeks? Uh, is it weeks of this? No, no she would no, fucking no, no. die. She, she would have been dead. Yeah. So, okay. So she starts out with two. Then the next day she's drinking two and a half. So that's four and a half. Then the Milk, next day she's tapeworm. drinking two and a half. Tapeworm milkshakes. Now it's six and a half. Tapeworm eggs. Then it's three. So it's nine and a half. Eggs of tapeworms. 
Then it's five. So that's tapeworm smoothies. Wait, I'm sorry. We were at nine and a half. Yeah, nine and a half. And then now we're at 14 and a half. Then we're at five. So we're at 19 and a half. Oh. Then we're at five. So we're at 24, 24 and a half. Then we're at five. So we're at 29 and a half. She drank 29 and a half milkshakes of tapeworm eggs. I'm sorry. I like am legit gagging right now. This is so disgusting because she when she's describing it is terrible. It's like a foamy milkshake. Oh my god! It's like a foamy white milkshake. Oh man! Tapeworms. It's disgusting. She's like, ooh, banana. I was like, like oh, cool, banana, banana. Oh, and the whole God. time, like you know that, like no, you know that milkshake wrong. isn't good. No, but when it turns out she was drinking tapeworm eggs, I'm about I was to like, throw up. that is my eyes are watering. That is so much worse than anything I would have guessed. Yeah, I was like, what is it like? Something gross? Like, is it like semen or something? Or is but it like, like I, don't I don't know, know poison? something poisonous? Yeah, something that's making her throw up a little every day, and she's just not talking about it. It is alive. It is. It is poisonous. It is, it is eating her from the inside. That are eating her from the inside. She is dying. It is baby and no bugs. no one thought to check for it because they were checking for like cancer. Yeah. But other also things. Like, <laughs> like they didn't do a fucking like ultrasound of her like little tum Yeah, she's got a little distended belly. Yeah, she, her stomach looks like she's nine months oh. pregnant. Ah. It's full of worms. Ah. That is so How fucking How long was foul. the longest one? Like 23? 33 feet. 33 feet. Oh. Holy, holy shit. Fucking shit. So they're just like coiled up. Oh my God. Like a little ball of yarn in her tummy. Ew. And one came up. (laughs) Oh, they had nowhere else to go. (laughs) It smelled the ice cream. It It smelled the ice cream. It did. Because she put some in her mouth. It's fucking insane. So it's like it's It's trying to get more food. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. (laughs) You know, there were these girls, uh, (sighs) uh, these, these girls in my middle school who got tapeworms. Yeah. And they had to sit on little donut. Yeah, because they came out their butt. Came out their boo hole. Mm-hmm. Edwin had tapeworms when we first got him. My cat Noodle had tapeworms when yeah. I first got her. I had to force feed her a little pill. Child of the streets. Yep. Also a child of the street mm-hmm. Noodle. Yeah. Yeah, we did, but it was like not very a big easy. Deal. Yeah, like I just it, stuffed the pill down her throat s- and she was. We fine. saw all of like five to ten worms. Yeah. Not thirty-three foot. Yeah, no, no I'm sorry, 23, 23 pounds. 23 pounds. I'm the sorry. longest one, 33 feet. 23 <laughs> pounds? I'm sorry. Uh, so it's like a garden oh, home. <laughs> so gross. It is so gross. I, I thought that this episode was going to get a lot of listens because it's a cool book. I have a feeling... Everyone's turned Everyone it off. Everyone is turning turned this it off. off. They have turned this you off. You know what I used to do when I was a kid? No. This is really gross. I don't know. Cool. I, I'm not, I don't think I've told anyone this. This is Let's very gross. It. Tell everyone. So if I was eating like noodles. Uh-huh. <laughs> you would run them through your nose first, like up and then over and then down and out and then no. you'd eat it. No, no, no. Okay. What? So what I would do, <laughs> it would be for like, like udon noodles, like thick ones. Uh-huh. I would like not chew them and swallow like part of them so that they were all the way down into my 
its tummy, but then also some in my mouth, and I just pull it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like what I'm saying is like you were like I'm Margaret. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm Margaret by choice. <laughs> my choice and honestly I feel attacked by this book I feel like it is yucking my yum because <laughs> like honestly I'm not here like, to have my fetishes attacked I, I do not need to be judged by someone I've never met don't kink shame okay okay if I want to get up <laughs> if I want to get up my by, by yanking a full noodle out of my own stomach then who are you to tell me I can because it, it is a free country still last time I checked I know we we're in Trump's America but it is but still a free country from what I know I can still vomit up full noodles and eat them again I to my not, heart's content I do not think the Supreme Court has ruled on that yet okay but we'll wait and then we'll truly be in hell <laughs> uh, yeah. oh yeah oh man very gross mm-hmm. um, so that's when Abby finally goes to exorcist bro <laughs> love this guy love. favorite character i favorite character. fucking i love, love him so much christian so it's this like this group of like muscly brothers come and they put on like a christian assembly for everybody like the power of christ gives you big muscles you can lift things this is the power of god and then yeah it's one of those like hot like one of those like crackling with like uh like um like sexuality but not yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you realize, like, how homoerotic this is, right? And, they and they're like, no, but not. this is for Jesus. Yeah, we're brothers. Yeah, we're brothers. The oh. description of how much everyone is, like, fucking loving how insane it is. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more, more. This yeah. is lame and insane. Well, because they're <laughs> literally, like, just, like, smashing cinder blocks, like, lifting yeah. logs. Like, this is, like, like, God's helping me do this. Yeah, they're doing, like, like, like woodsman is athletic abilities and um his name is chris christian lemon (laughs) yes the lemon brothers and he and she's like oh when he's on stage he looks at gretchen and he immediately sees that she's possessed yeah he's like there is a demon within you i like out Mm -hmm. out demon Mm -hmm. and abby's like hmm interesting yeah i think i'll keep his yeah i think i'll keep his number in my back pocket his business card oh mm. Gretchen put a bunch of worms in Margaret's belly. Might be time to call Exorcist Bro. <laughs> so she calls him and he's like, great, I'll help you. But let's meet at the hot dog on a stick at the mall. He's like, I love corn dogs. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to shove six corn dogs down my gullet. I know that you're still like really grossed out about this worm thing, but I've got to eat. It is amazing. He is amazing. Um, yeah. So he's just like explaining to her what the deal is. And he sees, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can... Uh, I can tell that it's uh, Andrus. Yeah. Also, though, it's cute how he's like he's not very experienced. He it he keeps he's trying super to play excited. Up. He keeps trying to play up his experience too. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I've watched a lot. Like I helped my dad. And she's like, yeah, but have you done it? He's like, uh, I've, like I said, I've like watched I've, a lot. I've of them. assisted. I've assisted. I've assisted it's my father. Like no one's no one's fully prepared to do an exorcism. All you need is someone really strong, which I am. Mm-hmm. So we just have to roofie your friend and then. Tie her down to a bed and do an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And understandably, she's hesitant. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. And he's like, it has to be done. Oh, that's what she calls. No, she calls him after Glee tries to jump. Mm-hmm. She decides not to do it. She talks to Glee. Glee says, Gretchen tricked right. me. And then she goes to visit Margaret. Yeah. And finds out about the tapeworms. And she's like, okay, I'd like to commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try before you buy a man. Yeah, it's weird. 
And then, so they, so they haul. Oh, oh no, animal violence. Okay, yeah, guys, there is a hardcore animal violence. Oh, Jesus. Luckily, it kind of happens off page, but it's really sad. It's really sad. So Abby goes to try to drug Gretchen. Gretchen can tell she's there. Ties her dog, good boy Max, which is so cute, or good dog Max, up Mm -hmm. in the bathtub and fucking shoots him. Yep. And says, to torture Abby. Yeah, says to Abby, like, this is your fault. What What's yeah. about to happen is going to be your fault. If you don't stop, I'm going to shoot him. Also, it was um, a very scary scene her. where um, she's, like, hiding from Gretchen after having yeah. put all of the GHB in her yeah. Diet Coke. Um, But, yeah, luckily it kicks in right before she's about to go after uh, Abby. And they, like, take – so then she's like, great. She calls up uh, – uh, brother Lemon, yeah, and she's like, "Hey, uh, it's happening. We got to take her to this beach house right now." Yeah, so they go to this abandoned beach house. They strap her to a bed, and he starts. It's Gretchen's uh, family's beach That's house, right? Because they have so but many it's off houses. Season. Yeah, and then he starts full on exercising her. Yeah, but <laughs> Gretchen's reactions were very funny. Yes, because she's not respond. It's not like The Exorcist. Where it's just all screaming and vomit. She's like, what the fuck are you doing right now? She's what like, what are you oh, even doing right now? I should have realized you guys thought this was an exorcism thing. I'm not possessed. Yeah. Like, okay, Abby, like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry I shot my dog. Yeah. I get how you, that would make you think I'm possessed. But, like, my parents are getting into But, like, it's really hard. <laughs> like, I've just been really going through it. But, like, you're my best friend. I'm super sorry. Everything will be fine now. Her, like, thing of, like, trying to play it off. Because her parents are getting a divorce was very funny. Like her being, it's like when you think about all that, it's like, so I poisoned my friend. So I, I've just been going through like like, a lot. I killed a dog. I mean, I know. Like who hasn't when like they're seeing their family fall apart? Because you know how much I loved my parents. I love my parents. (laughs) I have never once thought about shooting them. Bang, bang. In my right mind. (laughs) But I really like it when she starts whatever he says to Gretchen oh yeah she parrots back to him sounding like Porky Pig (laughs) yeah and then she does a perfect Bugs Bunny impression (laughs) and then she starts mimicking him in an English accent Uh uh-huh and she and he keeps getting like thrown off well yeah so then he resorts to just um pouring vinegar down first he throws salt at her really hard yeah and Abby's like, oh, let's not do the salt thing so much. Yeah. And then he's like, then he's like trying to pour vinegar. And then he was like, I'm going to pour ammonia. And she pretends she didn't find any. Thank God. But he's like starting to go a little like nuts on this. Yeah, it's getting crazy. But the whole time Gretchen is like, yes, please kill me. I hate this. I hate this. Mm -hmm. I hate this. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. And it goes back and forth between having scary demon voice and Gretchen voice. Mm -hmm. And so you think that they are talking to a version of Gretchen, the correct version mm-hmm. of Gretchen inside there. Um, spoiler, they're not. No, it's just fucking with them. It's just continuously fucking with them. Yeah. So I really liked the moment where Brother Lemon yeah. <laughs> is like, 
Ooh, this is tough. I'm gonna have to go uh, get some. I'm gonna have to go protein up. Oh yeah, he like he I like max what. on a chicken breast in a ziploc yeah. bag on a fried chicken breast. <laughs> he's just like eating on. He's like, sorry, I gotta. I got like a leg or something. Gotta fill up on some protein. It's literally a chicken breast in a bag, which I at first thought was raw. I was like, oh, sick. Oh, here it is. Sorry about this. He said, his massive jaws grinding the meat. Andrus is the 63rd entity in the Lesser Key of Solomon, a Grand Marquis of Hell and commander of 30 legions of demons, known as the Sower of Discord and Bringer of Ruin. I need to protein load. Yep. <laughs> so fucking funny. He is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But then he like, he real so he's he about really does to break it down for her when they're taking this break, though. Yeah, he does. And I really liked it. Um, what he's talking about. And I just want to say this part for when we... I like want to read what Abby's whole speech exorcism speech is um she's just talking about like all the things that have to get stripped away for you have to like believe so deeply that you're willing to let like the devil strip away everything you have Mm -hmm. um to save your friend and he gets to this part that I really liked and when all that is gone when everything is swept away in the fire and everything around you is ash what you have left is just a tiny nugget, a little kernel of something that is good and pure and true. And you pick that pebble up and you throw it at the fortress this demon has built in your friend's soul, this leviathan of hatred and fear and oppression, and you throw this tiny pebble and it hits that wall and it goes ping and nothing happens and blah, blah, blah. So he says all this and he's like, right, this is what you got to yeah. do. And Abby's response is, but what if we get arrested? I know. I love that. And he's like, mm, Abby, um, you are not following. I know. He's like, the, the whole reason why we must That's do this. Really like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what if we get arrested? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, he, he starts, comes in with the boiling water. Yeah. And that's like too, too much. much. And Abby's like, you're going to kill her. And she's like, yes, like, kill there's me, There's going to be me. nothing left of Gretchen. Yeah. And Gretchen's screaming that yeah. as Gretchen. It's, it's not, not Gretchen. actually Gretchen. But yeah. Yeah. And then, so then he like freaks he out and he's really like, ashamed. oh my God. And he runs off and he's like, I'm going to get my dad. Spoiler. He doesn't get his dad. No. <laughs> he just runs away. And so then it's up to and Abby. Gretchen is just mocking her. Yep. And so Abby picks up the Bible and is trying to do it. And then crazy demon Andrus Gretchen starts talking in two languages at once. Yeah. It's like German and some ancient language. Um. And, and then, the Christian thing's not working. No, it's not going well. It's not going well. It's like the room is kind of shaking and it's just not like they're being, she's being like torn up by like invisible hands. Like the demon is getting like, you know, doing a last lash out. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Um, no. So then she tries a different approach, which did you yeah. want to read what she yeah. says to her? Um, so it like these invisible hands just start running all over her and over Gretchen and like squeezing at them really hard. Yeah. And it's really disgusting and weird. Yeah, it's very horrible. And um and so there was no more Abby, only a body that was pinched and squeezed and mashed and violated. That's when the drum started deep down inside Abby's head. Deep, deep down, so deep that at first she couldn't hear them over the obscene whispers. But then there they were, faintly, and something in Abby's heart kicked over. Inside her skull, a piano and a guitar were banging, and her heart began to beat with the sound of hundreds of roller skates. And she gets, we've got the beat in mm-hmm. her head, because that's the song that was playing when they were skating, when like they were their 10. first time where they like became friends. And she starts singing it, and, and then the voices and the touching stop for a second. But then it comes back even harder, 
and it starts like snapping her bones. Yeah. But that's when Abby realizes that that's what she needs to do to save. Like she needs to switch to her own gospel. Yeah. And so she switches to the gospel of Abby and Gretchen. The gospel of friendship. Um, so she, she starts yelling, Tommy Cox, Tommy Cox, defend me in battle. Be my protection against the wickedness and snares of this world. May Tommy Cox and his holy can of Coca-Cola rebuke you, Satan, and all your words, I pray in his name. By the power of Phil Collins, I rebuke you. <laughs> Phil Collins. By the power of Phil Collins, who knows that you coming back to me is against all odds. In his name, I command you to leave this servant of Genesis alone. <laughs> Uh, and she says, by the power of the thornbirds, by the sacred strength of my sweet Audrina. Yeah, there's a lot of VC mm -hmm. in this book. I deny and rebuke you, Andrus. By the power of lost retainers in Jamaica and bad cornrows and fireflies in Madonna, by all these things, I rebuke you. And shit's getting crazy and crazy and crazy. And then when everything, and she goes on some more and it's great, but... Um, the wind was shaking the room and the walls were rattling. The floor was heaving. The bed was vibrating. Gretchen lay limp, shaking bonelessly. I love you, Abby shouted into the storm. I love you, Gretchen Lang. You are my reflection and my shadow, and I will not let you go. We are bound for together forever and ever until Haley's comment comes around again. I love you dearly, and I love you queerly, and no demon is bigger than this. I throw my pebble, and its name is Gretchen Lang, and in the name of our love, be gone. And the demon's gone, dude. And then it works. And... <laughs> then, I fucking that's when I cried yeah when, I got when she says, that was my half cry yeah when she starts saying I love you dearly and I love you queerly because a joke that they had before was she says um dearly but not dearly but not queerly which, and so in this moment yeah. she goes I love you dearly and I love you queerly yeah which I mean there were a couple things it's in this like book saying that no were homo. like <laughs> yeah we're uh, it was a little like dated and like, like doesn't age great but it was but it's like also authentic 80s. to yeah. the time um it's but those, so when yeah. she says and I love you, Queerly. I'm like, cool, redeemed. Yeah. Well, then I was like, I hope that they get together. But they, they don't. don't. <laughs> They're still straight. But so then the the way that it ends is, I mean, this is where my like real cry was. Yeah. Um. So basically. So they try to arrest Abby for killing like Margaret or trying to kill Margaret and Glee and Gretchen, kidnapping Gretchen and torturing her in a yeah. beach house. Yeah. Um, brother lemon comes and then in brother lemon comes back and and takes all the blame and says yeah. that he did everything yeah it's amazing and it's like fuck yeah exorcist bro yeah and uh abby like goes into you know she has to move away her whole family has to move away from that area because they're shamed and she um falls into this like depressive spiral and like isn't leaving the house and then she and isn't allowed to leave the house mm -hmm. and she hears like beep 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 and then outside, Gretchen has stolen her mother's car, and she's like, let's go for a ride. And then they uh, get in trouble. But then they're allowed to continue <laughs> to, to be each friends. Other. And they're on and off friends. Well, they go back full force for a few years. Yes. And then it starts to taper off. Which, as, as most do. friendships do. Um, but then the way it ends... Because they is, had talked about earlier in the book, they go and see Haley's comment pass by together. Yeah. Which is why she mentions it in the uh, exorcism. Yeah. And they're like, do you think we'll still be friends by the time it passes by again? No, we'll probably be dead. And Abby's like, not necessarily, because probably people will live forever by then. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And uh, so then they, um, then there's even a point where like 
uh, so they grow up. Abby has a kid. Um, Abby gets divorced. Abby gets divorced. Uh, then uh, Gretchen moves in at one point to help her raise mm-hmm. the kid. Um, oh, and, and that's when. Yeah, this is. Yeah. So they're like so tired because the kid has been fucking crying all day. Yeah. She's and, like, I fucking hate your kid. Yeah, and she's like, I do too. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Abby or Gretchen's like, hey, I have something for you. And it's the Coke that she had saved all those years from Tommy Cox giving it to her um, for splitting her lip. They drink it. They cheers. And then Haley's Comet is coming around again in 46 years, Gretchen said. Do you think we'll still be friends? Abby watched the red lights fade from green to green to yellow to blue. We'll be almost 90 years old, she said. I can't think that far ahead. Because in her heart, Abby didn't want to give the real answer. She loved Gretchen, but what really lasted? Nothing was strong enough to stand against the passage of time. But Abby was wrong. When she died at the age of 84, there was one person holding her hand. There was one person who sat with her every day, who made glee leave when she got too loud, and who made Devin, Abby's ex-husband, visit even though he hated sickness with a phobic intensity. There was one person who read to her when she could no longer see the pages of the book, who fed her pumpkin soup when she got too weak to feed herself, who held up a glass of apple juice when she could no longer raise it to her mouth, and who moistened her lips with a sponge when she lost the ability to swallow. There was one person who stayed by her side even after Mary got too upset and had to leave the room. There was one person with her all the way down the line. Abby Rivers and Gretchen Lang were best friends, on and off, for 75 years. And there aren't many people who can say that. They weren't perfect. They didn't always get along. They screwed up. They acted like assholes. They fought. They fell out. They patched things up. They drove each other's crazy. And they didn't make it to Haley's Haley's Comet. But they tried. And then it ends. And that was where I was like, I went. (laughs) (laughs) I just like very emotionally like wiped. I was like, yeah, I couldn't do anything else for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) I have to think about this. Yeah. I mean, this book was very, very good. And it made me wish for. This has to be a movie, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this. That would they be have great. to turn this into a movie. If they're going to turn fucking Ready Player One into a movie, they have to turn this into a movie. Well, this was um, interesting where it says cast in order of appearance. Oh, I what think does that's, that mean? Instead of like acknowledgments. Oh, I he see. He did like a. I see, I see. He did like a cute thing at the that end. That is cute. Yeah. But also confused me. Yeah, it um, took me a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and also like it made me wish for like that I had because I don't think I had a friendship like that as a teenager that survived like my friendships were like you know I'd be friends with someone for like three years and then they would like either become cooler or like you know there'd be a falling out and then like we wouldn't it was it was like I had my middle school best friend and then I had my you know beginning of high school best friend and then I had my end of high school best friend and it never there wasn't like one person that was like always there it was exactly the same for me except for my end of college best friend who is still my best friend Mm -hmm. what's up bonnie walker (laughs) she listens to this podcast yeah but we do like you know life and distractions get in the way Mm -hmm. um like it, it sucks yeah but she says she listens to this podcast and she's like uh she like hates you because you get to talk to me oh, every great. week. <laughs> Listen, um, n- she, I, like whenever people hate me, uh, it makes me feel famous. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And yeah. she lives in San Diego, and I still don't even get to see her as much as I want to. Yeah, yeah. But so that's that's made it 
15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I would say, one, guys, read this book. And I love her dearly and I love her queerly. There you go. Uh, hard recommend. Yeah. Hard I- Capital I loved it R so, recommend. so, 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 so much. Really love this book. Buy Take it. Take Buy the physical <laughs> copy. Um, yeah, don't yeah, eat anything you have to get the physical it. copy. Getting the condol of this would be a crime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only person you're hurting in that crime is yourself. Yeah. And yeah, uh, don't eat while you're reading it, maybe. Yeah, especially not if it's a milkshake. I was eating a, a bean and cheese burrito Ew. and it was wet. And I ah. was like... <laughs> Um, so for those of you that have watched or listened all the way through that made it past there, um, you get, um, you get, uh, our extreme love and affection. Mm -hmm. Um, awesome. So next week, I believe we're reading last vampire four. What the Shawina? Is that true? I don't know. My Google might be wishful. Great, I have nothing on there, so I don't know. It's loading, it's loading, it's loading, it's loading, it's loading. Last Vampire 4 Phantom! Whoa! It's here. You guys, I'm so, we're so sorry. Is this sorry. the last book of no, this? No, there are this five and six, and then whatever he's released in the last, like, ten years. Wow. So there's more. Yeah. So very much looking forward to that. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is last time I heard four? What is the like thing? Like you know how it was like red dice, black phantom, flood. phantom, phantom. Great. Yeah. Um, and also a huge thanks to our Patreon listeners. Without you, uh, we could not make this show possible. So you are a producer of our show. Um, and uh, <laughs> if you guys want to get on board with that, um, you can uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Teen Creeps. Uh, and what? and we'll get back to voicemails next week yes yes we're on a bit of a time crunch today yeah so. uh thank you guys so much um leave us a lovely review if you feel so inclined yeah. uh on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast it's very helpful um any last words of wisdom um some parting words of wisdom would be keep it creepy forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by dog. kelly nugent Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.